Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself wrap up our discussion on confession and absolution, looking at a New Testament passage. Welcome to Being Lutheran. Pastor Brett Bowe here, and I have my, with me today... Pastor Jason Goodham. And Pastor Brian Rickey. Yes, and we've been plugging a upcoming event as well. Yep, Reformation Conference at Faith Free Lutheran Church, South Minneapolis, November 2nd. It's a Saturday. Festivities are getting started at 10.30 in the morning with a live podcast recording with the three of us. Mm -hmm. And then the three of us will be doing presentations in the afternoon on the doctrine of vocation as it relates to the three estates. So you've got family, Brett. You've got church, church, Brian. I've got society. Should be a good time. There are meal options. There will be child care provided for the afternoon sessions. And be looking uh, online for announcements about ticket prices and availability and registration. Again, the best place to keep up to date if you're interested in following and, and ultimately coming to the Reformation Conference, find Faith Free Lutheran Church mm-hmm. on Facebook. That is going to be the avenue for kind of getting announcements out there. And then we'll probably have some sort of website available because mm-hmm. we're going to do electronic registration and ticket purchasing and stuff. Wait, and there will yeah. be a link on our beinglutheran.com page. Nice. Probably. So, and at this point, there already should be. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're recording, and we're four yeah. weeks out. Right. And yes. so. so, your church is free of faith. It is. Boy. Yeah. Uh, I haven't for a couple of years, but first five years that I was at Faith, I would get at least once, sometimes two angry messages, either by email or on our church's voicemail of someone ranting, how dare we have a church that doesn't teach about faith. Oh, funny. And yeah. I, I will just say that social media has ruined the collective brains of everyone in society that you can't rationally think through what we're doing. The free goes with the Lutheran and not with the faith. Right. Amen. And that's that's kind of a shorthand way. If people aren't familiar with our, our we're all AFLC pastors. Yeah. Um, sometimes Free Lutheran is kind of the shorthand. Yeah, we're Free Lutherans mm-hmm. coming from the Lutheran Free Church, which would be... There you go. Faith Lutheran Free Church would be a little bit easier. Ooh, I like faith. it. But Lutheran Free Church, the the trademark copyright for that is owned by the mm-hmm. ELCA. Right mm-hmm. now, which that's, a, that's a dark area. Don't make me go down yeah, that road. Don't, don't make me go to that I'm dark bitter. place. <laughs> How about those twins? Uh, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> those twins, Thomas, uh, the twin. Yeah. And oh. now we're in John chapter 20. Yes, Good right. Good segue. Hey, wow. wait, I see what Way I did go. There. Yeah, I see what you yeah. did there. Yeah, we're, we're continuing on this arc of episodes talking about confession and absolution. And we've had uh, two episodes teaching on it. Uh, at last week, an Old Testament text that we looked at, Psalm 32. Today, we're looking at John 20. And so, if you have your Bible, you can turn with me or open your digital Bible or whatever. Um, John 20, verses 19 through 23. You read in Jesus' name. It says, On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors be- being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As a father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. 
If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from many, it is withheld. Amen. Amen and amen. Um, I hope he had some Tic Tacs or breath mints when he, he, breathed, when he breathed on them. Son of God doesn't have halitosis. I'm going to go out on a limb on that one. Especially, good. yeah. Good point. Especially <laughs> the glorified risen son of God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I retract <laughs> that statement. Heretic. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, <laughs> you just that usually doesn't happen. Killed that momentum there, Bo. I, I started thinking about that in light of the two natures of Christ and the communication of the attributes. Literally, that's where my mind went, and, I'm, oh, and my funny. mind was just thinking, how gross is it to have people breathe on you? I hate yeah, it when people right. breathe on you. Yeah. Like, oh, funny. <laughs> so here we are All right. talking about absolution again. Well, we yes. just invoke the holy kiss again, you know, oh. and just start, uh, you know. As far as I get is the holy handshake. Yeah. That's how, how I do. So right, surely, anyway, Jason, this yes, doesn't mean yes. that a human can pronounce the forgiveness of sins, Ooh. does it? No, but it means the human can distribute the forgiveness of sins that they have received from the gospel. Please explain. Ah, so to explain, we reverse engineer this passage. I think that's the best way to go is what does it mean to forgive and withhold sins? Maybe reverse interpret instead of engineer because we didn't engineer it. The Holy Spirit did. Sure. Sorry. Good Jesus juke there. Way to be. Yeah. Hashtag that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm trying to avoid uh, certain comments or emails from yeah. people. So, yeah. trying to be thorough. Our listeners, by and large, are very understanding people and forgiving, and they, they try are. to get to what we intend to say instead of sometimes what we actually say. But Jesus and the Word of God is worth the accuracy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, we're going to look at this this passage from the back first. To understand, okay, the, the the hesitation would be to forgive sins, mm-hmm. but the real question is, so we understand, what does it look like to withhold sins? Mm. And once we know what's going on with that, then we can talk about what it means to forgive sins. So, to answer your question with a question, Brian, Ooh. what does it mean to withhold sins? To not forgive somebody. And what does that mm. mean? What does that look like? What does it look like to harbor sin, harbor anger, mm-hmm. malice, or or something along those lines toward another individual mm-hmm. who has wronged you? That's the sin. So, to not forgive can either be a sinful thing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. To, to hold the grudge, to put yourself in the place of God. That would be mm-hmm. the parable of the unforgiving servant. Yep. The malice. But and, yeah. this is to God's children, God's people. Mm-hmm. When is a situation where a Christian would withhold forgiveness? Uh, from an unrepentant person. Yeah. Right. From an unrepentant person. A, a, a Christian withholds forgiveness really uh, at the baseline when they acknowledge that sin has consequences. And Matthew 18 mm-hmm. kind of lays that out. Yep. Sure. And so what we're talking about here, verse 23, at the nature of verse 23, all we're talking about is the preaching of the word of God. Mm-hmm. What this is from a very Lutheran standpoint, what verse 23 is talking about is preaching law mm-hmm. and preaching gospel. Yeah, right, you are withholding right. forgiveness when you preach the law. Mm-hmm. Now, that is both a positive and a negative from the perspective of right. the church. Positively, we want to call sin, sin. This right. is what we're commanded and, and to that- do. Preaching the law is meant to uh, crush them in in guilt, to drive them to the cross. As a tutor leading us to the foot of the yes. cross, yes. you've got the curb mm-hmm. mirror guide, yep. and that the law prepares us to, to for the Savior by crushing us. Mm-hmm. That is the proper preaching of the law. On the negative side, we are also withholding forgiveness when Binding. we continue to preach the law where the gospel is necessary. Mm-hmm. And so, when you when you convict someone of sins and then tell them to do something about it instead of to proclaim the gospel to mm-hmm. them, you are also withholding forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And so, the, you got the, an ex, uh, ex, quick example of that? Um, well, so yes and no. We want to be careful because it is entirely appropriate in the church when you're preaching repentance to say, mend your ways. Mm, right? Mm-hmm. We, we want to preach repentance. We, we, we don't want to say, keep sinning, your sin doesn't matter. But uh, to, to withhold the gospel or to withhold forgiveness, what it looks like is you filthy, rotten sinner, now go up and clean your lives up and maybe mm-hmm. Christ will forgive you. Mm-hmm. Now, that's pretty mm-hmm. crass. I don't know anyone would do that. Um, but maybe if you're familiar with the hymn, is your all, all on the altar? <laughs> or if you preach the gospel, look what Jesus has done for you. What are you going to do for him now? Mm-hmm. That is putting the law in inappropriate places that we don't want to be Christ's death and resurrection, a source of guilt, mm-hmm. a guilty motivator for pious moral behavior. Yeah. Good. Well and, said. Yeah. And, and so then the positive of that, the proper interpretation of that would be. The proper interpretation is you confess your sin. I, as your pastor, forgive your sin. Mm-hmm. I, as your pastor, exhort you to live in the freedom of that forgiveness in your vocations, mm-hmm. loving your neighbor mm-hmm. instead of loving yourself. If, however, I come to you and say you're my pastor and I'm a congregation member and, and you say, I say I've committed adultery, but I'm not sorry for it at and all. I don't mm-hmm. forgive your sins. And I tell you yeah. Yeah. that uh, the punishment for sin is death. Yeah. And I preach you any number of verses in Matthew chapter five. And right? that's, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's the, what this is yeah, talking about. That's what that right. is talking about. And, and, and you're not saying you as a pastor, because you've reached some special holy status yourself, no, but you're just merely being uh, an instrument uh, He's actually proclaiming the word of God right. I, yeah. because that's what the word of God Being proclaims. Being a mouthpiece to the, yeah. the word of the Lord. Yeah, And when I say I as a pastor, it means simply I'm doing the job I have trained to do and mm-hmm. then been called to do my, by yeah. my congregation. Yeah, that's where it, yeah, where good. it happens. And, good. Just want to clarify yeah. that. And really Paul talks about that in, in light of um, the Lord's Supper. And we, we've talked about this before mm-hmm. in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Let someone examine themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where where it comes down to. It's like, where have I sinned and done what was wrong in the eyes of the Lord? Mm-hmm. And then in a heartfelt, penitent way, mm-hmm. I sincerely confess and turn, because mm-hmm. that's repentance, turn from that sin mm-hmm. and then receive the forgiveness of sins yeah. and the absolution of the yeah. Lord. So, I mean, maybe a good way to explain what's going on in verse 23 here is just to explain the flow of 1 John 1, 8 through 10. Yes. Yeah. 1 John 1, 8, if we say we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God mm-hmm. is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. All if we, unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. If we say we have not sinned, we make God to be a liar. Right? And his truth is not in us. Mm-hmm. So the point is, if you refuse to acknowledge your sin, you are calling God a liar who is very honest about your sin in mm-hmm. Scripture, and you will not receive forgiveness because you don't think you need to be forgiven for anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not that God can't forgive you. It's that you are rejecting the forgiveness he is offering you because Christ, go on to First John 2, 1 and 2, yeah. Christ is the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Mm-hmm. So Christ's death on the cross, the blood he shed, is is enough that God forgives all of the sins that anyone has ever committed past, present, or future. Yep. Those who do not repent do not receive that forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so that's what where the withholding and forgiveness comes. And now... How, how are you able to tell that as a pastor Good or question. as somebody? The easy answer to that is to let the Holy Spirit do his work. Yeah. Amen. We're not the Holy Spirit. We're not yeah. the Holy Spirit. No. Now, corporately... 
how we do that as a yeah. pastor is to preach the law in all its sternness and the gospel in all its sweetness in yeah. every sermon. Let the chips uh, fall where they may. Yeah. I decided to know the, nothing among you except that Christ. That was bad. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Just to make sorry. bad gambling analogies. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an AFLC pastor or not? No. Whoa. Make bad gambling analogies. <laughs> crack open a beer and just say, go to it, flock. Oh, man. Uh, no. Those people are valuable. <laughs> right. I... Uh, the intention yeah. of that, that analogy was uh, let the Holy Spirit, yeah. the Holy Spirit will do his work. Yeah, the shade word. of red yes. you are right oh. now is delightful. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. So you but, preach, you, we yeah. are given a passage yeah. every week, which we preach on, where the law comes out in that passage. You preach that law as if all of us. Mm-hmm. are the most obstinate, stubborn, Amen. willful sinners because we happen to be. And then when the gospel comes up in that passage, you preach the gospel as if those sins mm-hmm. have been nailed to the cross with Christ Amen. because they absolutely Amen. have. And you let the Holy Spirit do the work. You run mm-hmm. into danger when you try to do the work of the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. preach to specific situations yep. or produce a specific emotional response. Right. So you preach long gospel. Right. In interpersonal communication when it's one-on-one there's a little bit more and that's where Mm -hmm. church discipline comes into play pastoral counseling comes into play you're meeting Mm -hmm. one-on-one with this person and they're saying pastor we want you to marry us Mm -hmm. we're living together right now we don't Mm -hmm. feel the need to separate and that's where biblical discernment really Mm -hmm. begins to take place and we are always called to biblical discernment Right. You 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 pray for wisdom, but you still yep. preach law and gospel. We yep. know it is God's will right. that that the sexual relationship would be sanctified by marriage. Mm-hmm. And so, if that's happening outside of marriage, you know you you really and it's never happened to me personally. But I agree with my friends who've been pastors say you have two options right now: mm-hmm. you go down to the courthouse this second mm-hmm. and get married, and then we'll do a religious ceremony honoring your marriage, mm-hmm. or you separate. Or confess and repent. Yeah, and then, confess. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm not marrying you. Uh, confession, confession, repentance. Do you acknowledge that this is a sinful thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there is a no, then what they need to hear is the law. If there is a yes, I do repent. I acknowledge this is wrong. I want some help in doing this because sometimes I can't control myself, whatever it might be. You absolutely apply the gospel and there's nothing wrong. Okay, let's work through things. What are some adjustments we can make to your lifestyle that would make it harder Mm -hmm. for you to fall into this temptation or would make it easier to resist this temptation? Yep. Yeah, and and that's good. And and at the end of the day too, God is the judge and God is the one who at the end of the day will disclose the motives of their heart as much as we try to discern that in our how we are applying the law and gospel. But we are also called as brothers and sisters in Christ and as as um, pastors to call out sin where we need to call out sin. Nathan yep. is a great example of that with you are David the man. Yep. and Bathsheba. Here, corporately, the, the, God, mm-hmm. the, the people of God functioned in a way that God has prescribed mm-hmm. in that the prophet came and properly applied law and gospel yep. to David as David came to a place, not right away, but he did come to a place of confession and repentance. Yep. So yep. In, in the life of any Christian, and, and we speak from experience as pastors, there's mm-hmm. there's multiple levels that we've already talked about. We can summarize them here. First yep. is to always make sure we're calling sin, sin. Yes. We're yes. not tolerating sin. We're not excusing sin. We're not changing God's definition mm-hmm. on sin. We're always calling sin, sin. And, and contrary to what the world would tell you, that is not being unloving. In fact, to tell someone that what they're doing is sinful is the very definition of being loving Amen. because mm-hmm. you're warning them of the wrath that is to come, yeah, right? right? The second thing to do, and, and I think Christians really do a poor job of recognizing this, we are commanded 
in Scripture to be discerning. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, First John. Five is it that discern the spirits? It's either four or five. Mm, I'll say but four. I yeah. think it, it's either, but it's to, to discern the spirits. Yeah, it's right before the God is love passage. Yeah, it right? is. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and we are commanded to be discerning. We, what this means is that forgiveness doesn't mean we turn around and let everybody walk all over it. And, no, and and we would have the distinction here mm-hmm. that. There's a difference between forgiving sin, which we would do, mm-hmm. and there's a, also that there are consequences to sin that has been committed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Corinthians, Paul no. addressed that. It's not the people outside the church that were to judge, the people inside, mm-hmm. you know, that you used to use biblical discernment and call them mm-hmm. to repentance because they're sinning. And the example I always use for this in my congregations, let's say you're at a frat party, uh, you, 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 you've had a little bit too many, and your friends convince you to jump off the third balcony into the pool and you miss <laughs> and you break both of your legs. Now, the next day when you sober up and you're dealing with the the hangover and the headache, your pastor visits you in the hospital and you say, pastor, I know what I did was wrong. It was sinful. Please forgive me your sins. The pastor will say, I forgive you those sins or you know, your sins are forgiven in the gospel and, mm-hmm. you know, however your pastor does absolution, mm-hmm. that doesn't automatically mean your legs aren't broken anymore. No, right? no. The momentum of our sin doesn't necessarily stop mm-hmm. because we confess and repent. Yeah. Yeah, and right. in the in the confessions, in the, I believe it's in the Apology of the Augsburg Confession, Melanchthon cites a quote from Augustine and for Missouri Synod people, Augustine, uh, <laughs> that uh, says, uh, God forgives our sins not so that they don't exist, but so that they're not counted. And, and, and that's where all of this doctrine comes in with confession and absolution. What we're dealing with here is imputation. Mm-hmm. Right, and so, well, and it's applying it to the cross, mm-hmm. to the atoning sacrifice of Christ. Yeah, it's all of that is in play here, and so then we sit back and we think about what does it mean to forgive sins? It means to apply the gospel. Okay, yes. from a pastoral perspective, that means preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. From a liturgical perspective, that means moving through the elements of the liturgy that proclaim the gospel. Uh, the, the the sacraments. We talked about this a couple episodes ago. From an individual perspective, that means putting the gospel in the ears of the person who is penitential, who is Mm -hmm. repenting Mm -hmm. in a way that they will receive the gospel and be comforted. Mm. Amen. What a a beautiful picture. Yeah, that's what Mm -hmm. the absolution looks like. This is what Jesus is giving us permission to do. And again, all this is love and it is worship. And I think sometimes we forget that. And worship is, is the whole totality of, of our life. It's our vocation. It's everything. Um, but it is really honoring Christ mm-hmm. and admitting we are who we are like David did. I acknowledge this. Nope. I acknowledge that I was brought forth and incended my mother conceived me. He was mm-hmm. honest when he finally got to that point where he's like, wow, I really have sinned against the Lord here. Mm-hmm. You know, and when we come to that place, it is a beautiful, freeing place. And as we become more dependent upon the grace and mercy of Christ, mm-hmm. there is this beautiful dependency and humility and thankfulness that continue to be fostered and nurtured. Mm-hmm. And I think we can bring vocation into this as a nice setup because next, next week, yeah, we're starting our series on vocation. All right, <laughs> I'm so yeah. happy, and but, the crowd goes yeah. wild. <laughs> really, what 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 ultimately in the, is into play here is your vocation as a Christian brother or a mm-hmm. Christian sister to another Christian. Because hmm. what's left for us is the objection is I could never forgive the sins of someone else because I myself am such a filthy, rotten sinner. And one of the things I've admitted 
to my congregation is there's this, this existential crisis that every time I preach a sermon, I literally make myself into a hypocrite mm, yeah. because I am committing the same sins yep. Yep. I'm condemning. Yep. <laughs> but notice that our forgiveness that Christ has given permission to extend flows from the fact that we already have peace. Mm-hmm. This whole thing opens, Christ says, peace to you. Mm-hmm. You as a Christian brother and sister have already received the peace of Christ. Christ. Yep. Yep. Resurrected Jesus. Jesus has done and completed his work of redemption. He has died on the cross. He has emerged from the empty tomb. And his word to all Christians is peace be with you. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. vocation as a Christian is to extend that peace to your Christian brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. To say, literally to say, I forgive your sins. And this is the peace that Christ is talking about in our text. Yeah. The peace yeah. that passes all understanding. This isn't Norwegian passive aggressive peace, which is absence of conflict. <laughs> uh, this is actual peace <laughs> with God, actual comfort for said. the conscience, yeah. actual assurance of salvation. Yes. And brutal honesty. Yes, right. <laughs> yes. Bru- brutal, gentle honesty. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's Good acknowledging stuff. sin. It's it's demanding repentance, mm-hmm. and it is forgiving that sin with the truth and absolute certainty of the gospel. Yep. Amen. Amen. Well, with that, I'd love to read First John chapter one. Uh, this is the message that we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light, mm-hmm. and in Him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light. We have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Also, don't forget the Reformation Conference happening at Faith Free Lutheran Church, November 2nd. Please check that out either on our website or on Faith Free Lutheran's website. God bless you and have a great day.